All right. Well, if you're looking forward to Fierce Challenger Series 8 on October 21st, one of the big names that flies off the page for you is going to be Cole Schaefer, who's making his return after 18 months within his hometown. Cole, thank you so much for the time. We really appreciate it. Of course, I'm super excited to be on here. I appreciate the time you guys take to talk to the fighters and get to know us. So I'm really excited for this card, be in Heber and be able to do it in front of the home crowd. Yeah, one of the big things I wanted to ask you about was it has been 18 months since you've been away, but we are coming back to your hometown. Was that the decision to make the walk once again, or what has kind of caused that layoff for the last little bit? Uh, I plowed snow in the winter, and so with the winter we had, I wasn't able to get to the gym, and it took a lot out of me to get myself back into shape and things like that. And so it's one of those things where I need to heal up, get my head right, and then I was always planning to come back. So when Zach told me that you guys were going to do one up in Hebrew, I was like, I'm definitely about that. Yeah. What does it mean to you to be able to compete and perform at the same place where, I mean, you've amounted to multiple state titles, all American status. I mean, you've done so much up in that area. And so to be able to make that walk, what does it mean to you to be able to do that? Oh, it's huge. I mean, it's one of those things where, you know, once you graduate high school, you never think you'll ever, you know, get to compete there again. And it's, you know, your time's over and you got to move on. So to be able to go back and get back under that Wasatch wrestling light and to have that atmosphere again is super exciting because, I mean, Wasatch, we always had full stands every meet. And there's a lot of people that are really excited about this. And, you know, you guys are helping with supporting the wrestling team by helping with ticket donations and things like that to them. So I think we're going to have a huge turnout with the wrestling team and everybody really pushing it. No, yeah, I believe it's 10 titles, 10 state titles over last handful of years under Wade Disher. I know there was a different head coach when you were there, uh, but, but I mean, a historic program nonetheless. Oh, yeah. What is the buzz like around town? Obviously, you just kind of mentioned the wrestling team. There's going to be a big turnout, but you also talked about people just saying that they're looking forward to it. Yeah, and that's the thing is, I mean, we have a small town, so it's got that community to it that I think it's going to be a big push. I mean, going to the fit stop, the gym in town and stuff like that, there's a big community there that they're really excited about it. Like I said, all the old teammates and things like that from wrestling are talking about coming and things like that. So I think it's going to be a really big turnout as far as your alumni and stuff like that and being able to bring back and, you know, show what wrestlers can still do and, that it's not over once we graduate and things like that. We still push on and we still make things happen. Yeah. I mean, let's talk about that a little bit. I mean, I'm so curious about how you are going to look, obviously one being in your hometown, but obviously we haven't seen you in a while and you've been getting a lot of work over at Gladiator Fight Academy. And we'll talk about that, but how are you feeling? How is the body feeling? As you said that you're kind of gotten back in shape and now you're primed to make that walk. Uh, it's doing good. Honestly, you know, I took, that first loss, I took it real hard and I tried to jump right back in. And then the next one pissed me off more. So I tried to jump back in again. And I think my body was just telling me, Hey, take a break, get everything healed up. Uh, I got married, had a kid between after, right after the first loss. And uh, so, you know, I got a little kid now and she's awesome. So she goes to the gym with me all the time and we're just making it a whole family event and it's been a lot to be able to bring her in and play the games and see that fun little development with her. And so we've made a good time out of it. How important is getting your hand raised on October 1st? It probably feels heightened than it has in the past. I'm sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is 
hometown, got a lot of people coming out to support you, things like that, you know, there is that little bit of pressure of you got to perform at your best. You got to make sure that you show the home crowd and all your friends and family that show up, you know, because if not, you know, the redneck community, they will harass you for days and months and years if you lose in front of the home crowd. For you, how hungry are you? I mean, obviously there's there's the payoff of everyone else, but I mean, how much are you just itching to to get in there, but also to be able to perform as well as you can? I mean, that's the big point of it is to prove to myself that I can do it. Um, to be able to dig in, find that spot again, find the rhythm again, to, you know, actually push myself to that point where I, I do perform at the highest level that I know I can. That's a big point to me is I want to prove that I, I still have that. And I have the ability and capability to drive in, put in the work and make it happen. I wanted to ask you a little bit about Gladiator Fight Academy, kind of a, a new piece to your training, I believe. Is, is that is that fair to say? Yeah. So Ned or Nanad, the head coach, he was over at SLC Muay Thai with me. Um, so I spent a lot of time with him there. And then he decided to branch out and start his own. And so we were able to go and get his gym going and help him kind of get that going and build it up. And I get to be a part of that as a wrestling coach a couple of days a week and get to help, you know, help build some of these younger kids. Cause we have a few kids that are supposed to be on the card too, um, from our gym to help build that younger generation as well. And so it's been a super fun part to be able to, you know, go out and help some people and, you know, show them what not to do with things I've done and things that did work and, you know, help build up that next generation of fighter too. Yeah. You talked about obviously the younger generation, but also kind of introducing them to, to kind of the grappling, the wrestling side, which obviously you are so well-versed in. I am curious, what really got you into wrestling? Because obviously this, the question usually starts with what got you into fighting, but obviously given your historic background, I got to ask you, what got you into the wrestling room at a young age? My dad wouldn't let me play football. He told me I had too many chances to get hurt playing football. So he let me wrestle instead. You think when you think comparatively, looking at well, gonna, it's a different kind of hurt, but yeah, it's taken its wear and tear on me. That's for sure. What made you transition from wrestling then to MMA? Um, honestly, I had a friend in town, Shane Bonner. He was decided that he wanted to do it, and so I was kind of helping coach him and doing the wrestling side of it to help him get ready for some fights. And I watched him fight, and I thought, okay, I think I can do this. You know, I went through his practices and things like that. And I was like, this isn't that different. It's not that far off what I'm already doing. You know, if I learn how to not get kicked in the head, I think I can, I can make this work. And so, yeah. So I kind of got in, started following him around a little bit more. And then we had Manny Garcia was the Kobayashi. So the karate studio and he did point fighting. And so he was helping me learn how to kick and punch and do some of that stuff. And then Brittany never ready. She is up here with BC Boxing, and she started teaching me how to box and do a lot of that. And so I started to piece it all together. And so I figured, why not? Got to give it a try. Yeah. And then was this before or after the Iowa State days? I mean, obviously, you had the collegiate wrestling career. But prior to that, had you ever thrown a punch? Had you ever thrown a kick? Anything like that? Or was this all long after the collegiate career? Yeah. No, I was out of college for year and a half or two years before I decided I was going to fight. Did you feel kind of like a, a need and a want to compete at any point? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Uh, that competitive person in me kind of kept 
itching. And so I went in, I was helping coach the wrestling team for a couple of years and I'd go in and work with the bigger kids. And we had Ben Boss who went on to play arena football and stuff like that. And so he was a big boy. Peyton Mayer was a big, solid kid, and, you know, wrestling with them. And it was like, it just didn't quite hit the spot of the competition. It was more, all right, this is fun. I'm playing with the kids, you know, we're working, we're teaching them, but it never really was that competition hoary. And so I kind of had to find something that I could make happen with that. I, I do want to ask you a little bit. I mean, Zach Partridge has told me specifically, he gave me a little stat, you know, I love my stats and he gave me a specific stat. He said, if every single fight he's ever taken, never shot a takedown in his entire life. One, I want to confirm if that's true or not, because I don't, I don't know if that's completely true. That's a lie. Because <laughs> very first fight was literally a shot, slammed the guy on the ground and just pounded out. That was it. And so, so that was the very first thing I did. And, and how much has it been difficult to make that transition from that into, you know, where it does start on the feet and where it does start kind of standing and you kind of have to learn how to strike and things like that. Um, it's definitely been a process. I mean, understanding that I can't lean over into a wrestling stance. I have to keep my hands up. I can't drop down to stop defending shots and things like that. So it definitely took, a lot of patience from my coaches um, to help work with me to understand where I got to actually stand, change my stance, kind of to actually fit fighting. So I didn't have that wide wrestler stance that was down lower. Um, it definitely took some time and a lot of patience from them to get me where I could strike. And it kind of, it made it hard because that's all I was focused on for a long time. And so then I had to kind of remember back that, oh, yeah, I still know how to wrestle. I, I should probably get back to that and do that again and, and kind of bring that back. And so I've been trying to find the nice mesh of those and bring them all back together. How difficult has it been to kind of mix those things back in together? Because obviously that's something that a lot of people have a hard time doing. I mean, years in, it's hard to be able to decipher what to do and what right moment. Yeah. Um it's hard because a lot of what you do is you're trying to work on your weaknesses. And so you think, okay, this is my strong point. I don't have to worry about it as much, but if I really focus on these weak points, I can build them up. But then all of a sudden when you get in the fight, your muscle memory kicks in and you start working from your weak points instead of going back to your strong points, all the things that you did in training, all the hours that you spent learning how to do the striking, things like that. You kind of get sucked into, Oh no, I can do this. I, I can stand and I can do this. I, I can make this work. And so it kind of backfires on because you forget that, oh, wait, yeah, I, I do know how to do the other stuff. It's just not right there fresh on my head. So it backfires on you sometimes. Talking a little bit about October 21st, Brooks Callahan, what gets you excited about making this walk? Um, Honestly, like, it's more about where it is and getting back in there and getting myself back on where I need to be. Um, Honestly, I haven't tried to look into him any i haven't tried to break him down i will later on as it gets a little bit closer just to understand a few things but i didn't want to let myself focus on him i want to focus on me and getting in there and doing what i need to do rather than saying okay this guy throws this kick and you know i have to defend it when he does this to lead up to this and, and you spend so much time trying to read into what they're going to do that you don't get to do your plan and so that's been a big point of this for me is going out and doing 
my thing, implementing my plan, make them react to me, not play catch up, not try and read and play the game. It's make my moves, make things happen, and then build off of those, understand what's coming, be well-rounded at that. So it's, like I said, it's more about where it's at and getting back in there is more the excitement and draw to me than who I'm fighting. I mean, you can ask Zach. I don't turn people down. I don't say no to fights. I, I'm more than happy to fight anybody anytime, and that's got me kicked in the head a couple times. But I can say I did it. When you think about the Wasatch back, Wasatch High School, Heber, what's the number one thing that you learned your early days in wrestling that you think you're going to be taking with you into that walk on October 21st? Um, honestly, it's that when you put in the hard work and you push yourself and you don't make excuses and you don't try and blame little things and little trips and things like that that could have tripped you up, slowed you down. If you make sure you focus on the positive and you build yourself up, and keep pushing for those goals and push hard you can achieve whatever you put your mind to and as long as you don't let yourself doubt and things like that cloud your judgment and cloud that pathway you can push yourself as hard as you can and you can make whatever you need to achieve well we absolutely cannot wait for it we cannot wait for the co-main event cole schaefer making the walk after 18 months away in his hometown wasatch high school october 21st cole thank you so much for the time really appreciate it thank you i appreciate your time